We are uh, studying the subject here in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation. And uh, I want to go a little further into it here today. We, were, we had gotten into what you're being handed now is the, is the lesson for today, right? Okay. Lesson for today. And this is what you'll be looking at immediately. And we'll make sure we get our, yeah, focus, everything's in focus here. Yeah, plus it up a little bit. This is what you're getting. This is what you're being handed out. And if you will notice here that the first thing that we have here is the conclusion of the fall of Satan chart. Remember the chart we handed out last week. Now, if you were not, this is what the, that chart will look like, like this. And if you have that chart from last week, keep that one. If you do not, raise your hand and our ushers will give you a copy of that. We only have about 25 of these. If you did not get one, did not get one last week, or you don't have one and you'd like one, raise your hand up high because uh, it's hard to see uh, in the audience here. And this is the chart that we'll be looking at to begin with because we had just gotten started on this last week as part of our lesson for last week, toward the end of the lesson. And uh, I want to just bring you up to speed here because we're, we have come to a place in the book of Revelation where it calls for us to understand this fall of Satan. I'm going to uh, go to Revelations chapter 12 and... Uh, I want you to look with me if you will for a moment at this uh, chapter very quickly here. Chapter 12. And uh, we looked at verse 9. I'll be coming back to this verse in a few moments. But we looked at verse 9 in chapter 12 of Revelation. And it said, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. And we identified here that Satan and the devil... And this old great dragon is all the same, one of the same, uh, which devoureth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, to understand all about this fellow, we have, we're taking you to this chart and I'm going to review these two scriptures very quickly here on this very first one. If you look there where it says the holy mount of God is where he was. So I'm going to Ezekiel. Chapter 28 and verse 14. Ezekiel 28 and, and, uh, and uh, verse, uh, I'm going to start reading in verse 12 to give it more clear thought. Everybody with me and everybody got your chart. I'm on verse 12, 28, 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of, of Tyrus. Tyrus was a city very wicked and the king of Tyrus was a spiritual element and it was Satan, of course. That, that ruled over that city. And say unto him, thus saith the Lord God, thou shalt thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect beauty. Thou hast been in the garden, the Eden of garden of God. So this, whoever this he's talking about, uh, was been the, had been in the garden of Eden way back there when Adam and Eve was in it. 
Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, topaz, diamond, beryl, the oxen. I won't read all of them down through verse 13, but when I come down to verse 14, it says, and thou art the anointed cherub. Cherub is an angel. And he says, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. In other words, God said, I put you there. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. That's what we have just uh, pointed out here, that this was the place that he originally was put, put there by the Lord as a very special angel of God. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou walkest up and down the stones of fire. Verse 15, thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. Not born, but created. So we're talking about here a spiritual being. In the day that you were created, till iniquity was found in thee. Till iniquity was found in thee. Verse 17, I'm jumping down, skipping 15, 16, go to 17. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. And verse 18, thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities. What was found in Satan was iniquity. Now, we read all through the Bible, it speaks about sin and iniquity. And sin is just the acts of sin. But iniquity is a rebellion against divine authority. Rebellion is something that starts on the inside of the heart. And it is saying, nobody tells me what to do. God doesn't tell me what to do. The Bible doesn't tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. I'll say what I want to say and all that kind of stuff. That's iniquity. I mean, it's not spitting tobacco juice and smoking cigarettes and getting drunk on Saturday night and cursing all over the neighborhood. That's not what iniquity is. Iniquity is this attitude that we have toward God. You see what I'm saying? So this is what Satan had in him, and this caused him, of course, to have to fall out in his grace with God. Now, the next thing that happened was that he was cast out into the, into, into the power of the air. Look at Ephesians 2.2. 2. Now, this is in your, on your chart. In your, I say in your notes, it's on your chart there. If you look with us in Ephesians 2.2 2 for just a moment, uh, before I go there, let me hold Ephesians 2.2. 2. Let me look at one other verse here about Satan on the Mount of God. I didn't. This is the one found in Isaiah 14.12, and it's only, uh, it's only a couple of verses here. 14.12, I'll read these two verses real quickly. This is also found right up here. I skipped that one, but let me not do it. This is, uh, in other words, one is in Ezekiel, one is in Isaiah Thou art, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Notice that, how art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cast down to the ground which did as weak of the nations? For thou hast been in that, said in thine heart, I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds I will be like the most high. This is what he had in his heart, and this is what we've been talking about. Verse 15, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. So this is, again, a scripture here that describes uh, Satan, where he started out as. Now, we're going to move on then is into uh, 
Satan that is in the air. And I want you to go to Ephesians 2.2 with me very quickly here. Ephesians 2.2. This is in your notes right here. Ephesians 2.2. Wherein in times past ye... Now this is Paul writing to the Ephesian church. And he's reminding them where they came from in the world before God saved them. And he says, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So he's telling them, you used to follow this spirit. And he is referring to Satan, who is now the, the spirit of the air. He talks about it, the power, the prince and the power of the air. Uh, let me give you another verse of scripture to go with that. This is in Ephesians likewise. This is the very last chapter. Ephesians 6, this is not in your notes. You can write it in there if you'd like, if you've got a pen. Ephesians 6, 12. Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So this is where he talks again about that. And then, of course, this is where it was. Now, I want to give a confirmation to what that means to us today. Look in Daniel chapter 10 and 11. This is an example of Satan being the power, the prince and power of the air. Look in Daniel, if you would, with this. This is Daniel chapter 10. And uh, I've got in your scriptures there 10 and 11. Uh, let me just read 10, 2 and 3 to sort of give us an insight here of what we're looking at. This is when Daniel had been fasting and praying and fasting for 21 days, 21 days, three weeks. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. He goes on to talk about, and he repented before God for all of Israel. Now, in verse 12, the, the angel Gabriel appears unto Daniel in a vision. This is spoken of in verse 7. I, Daniel, saw the vision. Verse 80, again, I saw this great vision. And it was Gabriel, the angel, who appeared to Daniel. And here's what Gabriel said to Daniel in verse 12. I'm going to skip 11 and go to 12. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God... Thy words were heard. Notice that. And I am come for thy words. In other words, we heard you the first day you started repenting. We heard it. But, 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. That's the powers of darkness. That's the devil. The prince and the power of Persia withstood me. Persia was a Gentile, wicked Gentile empire. Withstood me 21 days. But lo, Michael, he's another one of the angels of God, and he's a warrior angel. Michael, one of the chief prince, princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Verse 14, now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. So he came now, and of course the rest of this is all about him explaining to Daniel what's going to happen to the children of Israel and how God will restore them in the last days. 
And uh, this is not where we are at this point, but I'm only showing you here an example of him being the prince and power of the air and uh, Daniel praying and not being able to get through to God. Now, what has that got to do with us today? Let me say this today, folks. This is where Satan is today. He is a prince in the power of the air. Sometimes you pray and it seems like you don't get anywhere. Now, maybe you don't, but I've been there. You pray and you don't get anywhere and you pray and you don't get anywhere. What do you do? Quit praying? No, you keep praying. Remember that. Keep on praying. You don't have to always call fire down from heaven every time you pray. But just keep on Keep on talking to God. Keep on praying. Keep on doing what's right. Keep on doing good and keep praying. Sometimes you have to pray your way through that. You know, it's like heaven is brass. You know, you just can't get through to, to God. And then all of a sudden there's a breakthrough and there's a presence of God and the power of God. And I have seen that happen more than one time. I've seen it happen more than one. I was going through some things one time and I was praying and fasting and praying and it seemed like I wasn't getting anywhere. And on one night, I was at a youth rally and I walked down to the altar and I lifted my hands and I said, God, I don't know how this is all going to turn out, but I'm just going to worship and praise you and believe in you anyhow. And all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord just came all over me and flooded me. And I mean, I spoke in tongues and I rejoiced and I praised God. And I said, I don't know what's going to happen with this situation, but it's going to be all okay. Because I felt a breakthrough to the heaven. How many of you have ever experienced anything like that? Look at all the hands all over you. God bless you. So you understand here when I say, if you feel like that heaven, heaven is brass and you just can't get through, keep on praying. Keep on seeking God. Keep on worshiping the Lord. Amen. And seek the Lord with all your heart and God will not fail us. Let me move on here. Uh, let me give you uh, another, another scripture here. Look in Luke 10, 18, Luke 10, 18. And, uh, this is Jesus speaking here. This is talking about Satan being in the air cast out of heaven. And, uh, he says, he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking unto his disciples. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. In other words, I saw him when he was cast out. Satan fell from heaven and he was cast out onto the earth. So there is some scriptures here letting us know that the Lord, praise the Lord, has seen all his great power and glory. Now, uh, I'm going to move on here because I want to go uh, to the next level here. And that is where we are now. And uh, if I could show you that verse, this is Revelation chapter 12. And this is where we have been teaching from, Revelation 12, 12. If you'll go back to that verse again with me one more time here. Revelation 12, 12. <clears throat> I'm going to start in verse 7. Verse 7. And I'm going to read down through verse 9. This is chapter 12 now of Revelation. And it says 12, 12, 12 is further on down. I'll get to that one in a minute. There was war in heaven. Now, remember that he's the prince of the power of the air. This is over in Revelation now. The rapture is taking place. God's sending judgment upon the earth. And the world is getting exceedingly wicked. Everybody with me? And Satan is still the prince of the power of the air. Now, verse 7. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. 
and the dragon fought in his angels, his angels. Satan had a bunch of, what happened when Satan rebelled against God, there was a bunch of angels that took his side and went on his side with it against God. And they were all cast out. They're all cast out. And uh, God cast them out. We'll be looking at a little bit more of that in a few moments. Uh, and it says, Michael and his angels uh, fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevail not. That is the dragon did not prevail and his angels prevail not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, into the earth. Now that's what we're looking at right here. This is a picture of it. This is, this is the mount. This is a picture of the principal of the air. And this is here uh, headquarters on the earth. This is when he's cast out on the earth. Tyler Ritchie put this chart together for us. So God bless Tyler. He does many things around here. God bless him. Uh, let me move on here a little bit further here. I want you to go down to verse 12 now. This is the scripture that we see here in our lesson. 12, 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. So this is where the devil is cast out into the earth. If you make the rapture and you go to heaven, you don't have to worry about the devil ever coming on this earth. But when he does, folks, it's going to be a terrible thing. I'm not going to say much about this, but let me just say this. The powers of darkness, the powers of Satan are powerful. And they're very vicious and they're very mean. And don't ever give yourself to entertain those things. Uh, there is, I don't know why it is, but the end of August, the first September, all of a sudden there are places and establishments that starts promoting Halloween. Halloween, when I was a boy, was trick or treat. You go around, you say, you know, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat. And people give you things and it was a sort of a cute thing to do for kids. But now it's gotten into all kinds of mean, devilish, wicked, witchcraft. Everything's about the devil and witchcraft and skeletons and the dead and all of that stuff. This stuff about, about the walking dead. Don't ever, don't ever look at that stuff. This stuff about Halloween. I got some stuff in the mail the other day. It's some free gifts all about Halloween, Halloween, all kind of thing. I took everybody and threw it in the trash. I don't want anything that's got Halloween on it. Now, I know that in times past that we've had, you know, a uh, trunk or treat for the kids, you know, and, and that's to get away from that Halloween spirit. But there's a spirit that goes with that stuff. Don't entertain that kind of stuff. We say, oh, that's all lighthearted, Brother Byer. Don't get all bent out of shape over that. Listen, you go to some of these foreign countries, I mean, that's, they've got a grip on people's lives. They've got a terrible grip on people's lives. There are, there are real witches that have that spirit in them and they, and they get people in, hooked on things and vicious and things. And it really happens. I've been there. I know I've seen it. I've seen some of that stuff. And I've heard a lot of stories about it. I want you to know that in America, we haven't entertained it like they have in some places in the world. But I want you to know this, that if America is losing its place that we have had in God, 
And, I, and I'm worried about America right now. I'm not talking about the riots either. I'm talking about the attitude America's having. I'm talking about all this, this uh, homosexuality stuff they're starting to promote on television and, and in movies and all that stuff nowadays. And kids are picking up on all that mess and all the devilish and wickedness stuff. And uh, I just threw that in for free. I, but I just want you to know at this time of the year, and they, and they come on television with it. And you, you, you watch this. They're all about wicked stuff, mean stuff, you know, all that filthy stuff. Don't entertain that spirit of darkness. It may not be, uh, you know, it may not be uh, porno or nothing like that. But it's still wicked in its own way. And I just want to let you know here, God wants us to have a good, clean, holy righteous spirit praise the lord and you can have the power to say i rebuke you devil in the name of jesus in the name of jesus i rebuke you in the name of the lord hallelujah in the name of jesus and you can rebuke the devil you call plead the blood they taught us when i was young if you ever feel like you just got to get that spirit away from you just say i plead the blood of jesus i plead the blood of jesus i tried it a few times it works or say, say, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And it works. Praise the Lord. The name of Jesus is powerful, and the devil will flee. Now, let me move on here. My time is running low. Uh, I want you to go with me over to the book of Revelation here. This is the next point. This is Revelation 20 and 3. This is the next step from Satan after he leaves the earth. After the earth. And at Armageddon, when the Lord comes back, this is what happens to Satan. And this is chapter 20. And uh, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, <clears throat> and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should not deceive the nations no more and for until uh, the thousand years should be fulfilled. I'm going to stop right there for just a moment. So Satan is going to be bound for a thousand years. That's called the millennial period. That's going to be when there's going to be a thousand years on this earth. God is going to reestablish Israel as a nation and there's going to be peace. Men shall beat their swords in the plowshares their spears and the pruning hooks. Men will not learn war anymore. God will even change the nature of animals. There will be no meat-eating animals. The lion will lay down with the lamb. That's what the Bible says. You don't believe the Bible. But I'm telling you, God will change that and so forth. And I'm just pointing out to you here that this will happen during the thousand years of peace. Now I'm going to read that very last verse in verse 3 there of Romans, I mean of Revelations 20. Romans 20 and 3, the very last part of that verse says, and after that, he must be loosed a little season. So at the end of the 1,000 years of peace, uh, let me put this up here just to give you a timeline factor. This is, uh, this is Armageddon here. This is the tribulation period. Whoops, I did it again. I'm sorry, I put my hands right there on it. What did I do? Did it really come back on? I don't know what to do here. I put my hand on that thing. 
shuttered off. We'll come back on that light. Will it come back on? Yeah, when that light turns blue, we'll come back on. Well, there it is, I guess. Let's go over here. Let's see here, uh, full menu. Oh, there it is. Okay, good. Automatic focus. I don't know what's going on. This thing's got so many buttons on it. This light is off here. I don't know how I turned. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. This, this right here, this is the thousand years of peace here. And I guess that don't mean anything now, but they, Satan will be loose here at the end and be Gog and Magog. I won't go into detail there, but Satan's bound a thousand years here. Uh, I think I did more damage by trying to show that chart than when I was there. But we can still see the bottom here, can't we? All right. I don't know how to get rid of the other stuff. Which button? I can't hear what you said. Any button? Come up here. You right here. Come on up. Oh. There's a menu button here somewhere. Mini button? I got you. That's rotate. Show me. Oh, the menu button. I thought you said mini. I thought it said mini button. Menu button. <laughs> My apologies. God bless you. Praise the Lord. You've always put up with a lot of stuff from me. Well, I got to get a little water from that one. <laughs> All right. Praise God. Amen. So what we're looking at here then is where that he is cast into the uh, bottomless pit and uh, he'll be there for a thousand years then he'll be loose for a season now going to chapter 20 verse 10 now if you'll notice here this is 20 and 3 this is 20 and 10 and this is where Satan is cast finally into the lake of fire lake of fire and it says and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophet are. They're still there because they were cast in a thousand years before that and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So the devil is eventually thrown into the lake of fire and that's where he's going to be tormented forever and ever. Amen. Uh, I want to mention something else to you here. Let me have you look in Matthew. Look at this for a moment. I just want to point out one thing. This is not in your notes, but this is Matthew 25:41. Matthew 25:41. Write this down along with that last verse that we just looked at, which is Revelations 20 and 10. This is Jesus speaking. Then shall he say unto them on his left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. This is at the end of the world when the Lord has a white throne judgment. 
and he, and he judges the, the, the righteous and the wicked, and he separates them. I won't read this whole night, this 25th chapter because it's very long, but, but there is a time here where the Lord will, at the end of the world, when he'll judge the righteous from the wicked. That's not the holy. You and I are holy. The Bible says, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. And the Bible says the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were through. I'm quoting here from the 20th chapter of Revelation here, and we'll get into that later on. But I am pointing out to you here at the end of time, there's going to be a, a time when God is going to separate the righteous from the wicked, and I'll get more into that. But notice this point, and this is the point I'm making. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. The Lord never prepared the lake of fire for people. He prepared it for the devil and his angels. In other words, they were cast out. God has allowed them to exist in the power of the air for the duration of man's day on the face of the earth. That man may be tempted because he gave man a free will and man can choose right from wrong. Good. Of course, God's not going to have anybody else in heaven that's going to decide up there, oh, I don't want like heaven, I don't like God, I don't like blah, 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 whatever it is, and, and I'm going to rebel against God. If there's going to be a rebellion, it's going to be down here. This is why you have a choice. You, have a, you can live for God or you don't have to live for God. And uh, it's, it's the Lord has given that for a, uh, for a reason that we can have, that we can say, I don't want to live for God or I can live for God. But hell is not prepared for people. It's prepared for the devil and his angels. If we choose to go there and I say, oh, I'm going to follow the way of Satan and the world and sin, then we make our choice to go there ourselves. But it's not prepared for us. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Amen. Amen. So I'm all through with this thing about the devil now. Amen. We've talked about him and I'm going to let him go. Amen. Just remember that there is the powers of darkness. They are real. Don't give place to it. The closer you get to God, the further away he is. Because the presence of God is something he does not care about whatsoever. I have a friend uh, that was a missionary down in South America. And uh, he had a church there and people and they were getting saved and the power of God was there. And... Uh, Somebody hired this witch doctor to put a curse on this preacher, this apostolic preacher, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost filled preacher. And uh, his name was, first name was Tim. I'll just use his first name. Tim said he drove up in front of his church, got out of his car, started toward the church, just like walking maybe from here to back there to up to the church, front of the church. And all of a sudden, a guy came out from the side and started chanting and walking around him. And he said he felt this terrible spirit come all over him. And he knew it was the powers of darkness because he deals with this at where he was in the country he was in, South, somewhere in South America, I forgot what country it was. He said, I stopped, stood still, closed my eyes, and I began to call on the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. So that guy began to chant and get to chant and chant and go around and around him and chant. And finally the guy walked away. 
And he told somebody, I have no power over this man. He has a power greater than I have. I don't understand it. He has a power greater than mine. And Brother Tim said, I felt that evil spirit lift. The spirit of God was all over me. I walked into the church. After that, they had a revival. People got saved. People started coming to church. People started praying through. I'm just trying to tell you, folks, the power of God in us is greater than the power in the world. Amen. And if we draw close to God, if we draw close to God, God will enable us, amen, to do a work in this world. And that's the only way it's going to be done is for us to get close to God through prayer, through worship, and through uh, being in touch with God and staying away from all this mess in the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If a man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life, these are of the world, not of the Father. I'm quoting there from 1 John 2, 15 and 16, I think it is. Anyhow, I'm just saying that God wants you and I to have this wonderful spirit that we may have his presence and power. And I'm going to finish up here. Uh, we're talking about the restoration of Israel. Uh, look in Revelations 12, 13. I'm going back to Revelations 12, 13 here real quickly. And... Uh, I was in verse 12 when it talks about the devil being cast down and so forth. Now, verse 13, this is 12, 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child. This woman is Israel. And we talked about that last week, that this woman is Israel. Uh, 12, 1, it says here, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head, a, a crown of 12 stars, Israel. It's a symbolic term for Israel. And verse two, and she being with a child, with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. She was going to give birth to a man child. The man child represents an elite group of Jewish people that will come forth during the tribulation period after that the two prophets have come back and turned the hearts of Israel back to God. And they begin to pray through and get back to God. And they become the Jesus name people on the face of the earth then. God's church, Gentile church, and Jews with them will be, have already been raptured away if we were saved during the church age. But these are people in the tribulation period. And so this uh, uh, woman here, which represents Israel, and it says here in the verse 13, and when the dragon saw that she, he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, we talked to you a little bit about uh, how that God has spoken about this, uh, this uh, condition here. There is scripture in the Old Testament that speaks about it. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, let's go maybe over here to. Yeah, let's go to here to, I'm going to Micah 5 and 3. Therefore, will he give them up until the time that she which travaileth hath brought forth, which, which, which travaileth hath brought forth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel. Verse 7, and the remnant of Jacob, verse 7, shall be in the midst of many people. The remnant are the Jews scattered throughout all the world. And eight, and the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles in the midst of many people. 
as a lion among the beasts of the forest and so forth. And so we're pointing out here to you that this is the remnant that is spoken of over here in the book of Revelation. And so if you look at Revelations 13, I'm going to read 13 and 14 very quickly. <coughs> and I got about five more minutes. And when the dragon saw that he was cast out, he persecuted the woman and brought forth, who brought forth a man child, which was the, the Jews who were to rule all nations. This is the ones that are found over in, back in Revelation 7 uh, and 4. This is 144,000. I'm going to read that. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there was sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. And then it says 12 out of this tribe, 12 out of that tribe. And it talks about it then for the next several verses. Now I'm going to move on here into verse 14. And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she may fly into the wilderness into a her place where she is nourished for a time, times and a half a time. That's three and a half years from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out his mouth in the water and a flood and tried to destroy her. Finally, in verse 17, and this is where I'm going. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. This is those remnants. These are the ones that God is going to be sparing and look after and so forth. And there is going to be a, a great time in which the Lord, praise the Lord, is going to raise back Israel now. I could spend a long time talking about the restoration of Israel. There are many scriptures in the Bible in the Old Testament where God says that I'm going to punish Israel for their falling away, for their sin and their transgressions. But one day I'll bring them back. If I were to take you to the Romans chapter 11, Paul explains all of that in one, just in one chapter. But he says that God has put the Jews on the back burner. I use that term. That's my own term. But until he is going to bring them forward again. And so whenever the Jews rejected Jesus as their Messiah in, seven, in, in, in 30 AD. And they said crucify him. Let his blood be upon us and upon our children. Then the Lord, praise the Lord, after his resurrection and before he ascended into heaven. He told his disciples, now go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Lord, I'm with you always. And unto the end of the world. Whosoever believeth, whosoever, doesn't matter the Jew or Gentile, whosoever believeth and is baptized, amen, uh, shall be saved. Whoever believeth not is, is, is damned, is condemned. So he gives this commandment, praise the Lord, Matthew 20, 19, same thing. So Jesus gives us a command, go to all the world. This is how the gospel has gone forth now. It's been on all the world. And that's how you and I have it. Next time you pray, thank God for sending the gospel your way. Just say, God, thank you for ever sending the gospel my way. Thank you. And if you came from a family of people who've been saved, thank God that he sent it to your family, whoever they were, your people, that he sent the gospel our way, folks. That's the grace of God that we have today from the Lord. But the day will come after we're raptured away in which the Lord will say, now I'm going to turn back to the Jews. And he will turn back to the Jews and he will begin to raise them up. And he's going to raise up an elite group of Jews that's going to rule the, heaven, rule the earth for a thousand years. The 144,000. 
that's mentioned in the Bible. And uh, then there's going to be others that's going to come, and Israel is going to be God's people again as, he, as they were over, intended for them to be over in the Old Testament. And that's why the book of Revelation, you can look at Isaiah, many chapters. I, it takes me all day to read verses to you out of the Old Testament where God has promised that I'm going to send you into, the, into all the world and I'm going to bring you back out again one day and I'm going to reestablish you. You can read it in Ezekiel. You can read it in Jeremiah. You can read it in the minor prophets and so forth. And they're all through there. But I only tell you that so that you understand here that God loves his people and the antichrist will fight the Jews during the tribulation period. And that's part of the fulfillment of the book of Daniel over in the latter part of Daniel where the antichrist will try to do it. Next week, I'm gonna get into chapter 13 more extensively. We're gonna talk about the antichrist, who he is, where he came, will come from and his characteristics and what's coming on the earth during that period of time. The 13th chapter of the book of Revelation is about the Antichrist. And I'm gonna get started that, show you some diagrams, charts, pictures, and so forth. And uh, we have a great lesson coming up for you next week. So don't fail, don't miss it. God bless you, let's stand together.